0: listening to Be Health Connected, a podcast by the St. Louis Area Business Health Coalition. Your host for today's episode is Lauren Remsbecker, BHC Senior Director of Member Engagement and Communications. Hello, I'm Lauren Remsbecker and welcome back to the BHC's Be Health Connected podcast. Nearly two years after the declaration of COVID-19 as a global pandemic, we continue to unpack its far-reaching effects. By examining regional commercial claims data, the Midwest Health Initiative is helping purchasers, providers, and the larger community understand and interpret the pandemic's impact on healthcare delivery and utilization, as well as the potential for future changes. On this episode, we are joined by Dr. Haley Becker, Director of Analytics and Information Services, to discuss a new report shedding light on these important trends. Dr. Becker, we appreciate you taking time to speak with us today. Happy to be here. So as we get started, why don't you provide us with a little background on the Midwest Health Initiative as an organization?
1: Sure. So the Midwest Health Initiative, or MHI, as we affectionately refer to it, Brings together those who provide, pay for, and use healthcare to work together to solve some of our region's most pressing healthcare challenges. MHI's leaders and partners all believe in the powers of information and collaboration to drive improvement in the quality, affordability, and the overall experience of healthcare. And in addition to the forum it provides for collaboration, MHI also stewards the largest commercial claims data set for Missouri, and it's bordering metropolitan statistical areas for MSAs. The data include uh, medical and pharmacy claims, plus enrollment and provider files, and all of this represents care received by 2.2 million people, which includes over 1.5 million Missourians, and around 800,000 lives in just the St. Louis MSA. Uh, some examples of our community's collaborative use of the MHI data include our annual St. Louis MSA Health Stats Scorecard. And this provides regional benchmarks and measures to gauge our community's collective progress toward in- improving health and the quality and affordability of healthcare services. We have also had another past initiative of note which is our collaborative to improve the appropriateness of emergency department use, which encouraged physicians and patients to better find solutions for their acute needs. MHI also had the opportunity to participate in a Robert Wood Johnson Foundation study that compared six regional health care improvement collaboratives on their total cost of care and resource use. This effort was then paired with a partnership between MHI and medical group leaders who received reports on their primary care patient population as compared to other practices. Uh, we've got some current collaborative projects underway as well, one of which is what I'm here to talk about today, which is our COVID-19 study.
0: Great. Well, thank you for queuing up today's topic. And I'm very interested to hear some of the findings that you all have released as a part of the COVID-19 chart book.
1: Yeah. So, uh, NHI evaluated COVID-19-related utilization trends in Missouri's commercially insured adults aged 18 to 64 years. And we followed these utilization trends through the first year of the pandemic. So we started with the arrival of COVID-19 in Missouri, which was officially in March of 2020, through the governor's stay-at-home order in April, all the way to February of 2021, a full 12-month period. Uh, We also trended the data for a few years prior to the pandemic, so that our audience can get a feel for whether the changes in utilization or incidents were just year-over-year variations or if really there was an impact from COVID-19. The analysis covered Missouri and its bordering MSAs, which includes uh, some parts of Illinois around the St. Louis area and Cape Girardeau area, as well as uh, Kansas State around the Kansas City area. There were four main topics. Uh, the first was testing diagnosis and hospitalizations for COVID-19. And maybe some of our listeners saw an article about this on Midwest Health Hub, uh, which is MHI's uh, communication tool designed to strengthen connections and share knowledge across those that use, pay for, and provide healthcare. Uh, the second substantive area of the chart book highlights in-office care compared to telehealth. And this piece has also been covered on Midwest Health Hub. So you can look for some deeper insights there. The last two sections cover acute care and preventive screenings. So, looking at emergency care, uh, emergency department utilization, urgent care utilization, the incidence of heart attacks and strokes, surgery rates, and the rates of colon cancer and mammography screenings. As you might expect, there are some dips in healthcare utilization in March of 2020 which is when, you know, that constituted both the confirmed arrival of COVID-19 in Missouri and when the World Health Organization officially declared COVID-19 to be a pandemic. Then these dips further drop in utilization and incidents in 2020 when the state of Missouri issued a stay-at-home order. Some categories did see uptakes in rates in the late spring and early summer of 2020, indicating potentially a recovery in delayed care, but not all services returned to their prior rates. So as I mentioned, in 2021, December, just a couple of months ago, MHI released insights from the section of the chart book titled COVID-19 Testing, Diagnoses, and Hospitalizations Year One. And highlights from this release include statistics like just under 58% of Missouri's commercially insured had received at least one COVID-19 test by February of 2021. And COVID-19 testing was highest in November and December around the holidays. So we also saw that inpatient discharges peaking during those same two months. Another interesting piece was that about 7% of our study population was diagnosed with COVID-19 during that first year which was actually lower than national rates. Uh, One study published in the journal Nature showed that areas of the upper Midwest and Mississippi Valley, like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, and the Chicagoland area all showed much, much higher rates of COVID-19 diagnoses than what we saw here in Missouri.
0: All of this is, is so interesting to really see. And I think especially as you said, some of those comparisons to the national populations and really seeing where we as a Midwest region differ. Um, but that was just the beginning because you all just released a second set of insights as well, correct?
1: Actually, just this month, the second release was titled COVID-19 Utilization of In-Office Care and Telemedicine. And I think the biggest takeaway from this report focuses on the telehealth utilization Uh, Telehealth visits were 530% higher in the first four months of 2020 than for all of 2019 combined. And we really see that manifested in the primary care analysis. Between March and April of 2020, in-office primary care decreased by just under 30%, uh, and telehealth primary care increased by over 300%. So... To say that another way, before the pandemic, telehealth primary care was practically non-existent. We really saw that you know there were eight visits per one thousand persons in March of 2020, but just by the next month in April of 2020, there were 37 visits per one thousand persons, which is a nearly a 360 percent increase.
0: So beyond primary care, did you all look at telehealth and its application to other uh, specialty areas?
1: We did. Uh, We looked into telehealth utilization for specialty care as a general category. And then we also dug into mental health and dermatology. So, for specialty visits on the whole, we again found that prior to the pandemic, Missourians' use of telehealth was barely non zero. Uh, That is to say, it was incredibly minimal. However, there was a swift adoption of visits from February 2020 to April 2020 increasing by nearly 10 times the previous rate. Uh, And this finding was actually in line with one national study published in the Journal of Health Affairs, which found that before COVID-19 came to the U.S., fewer than 2% of clinicians surveyed were using telemedicine for specialty care. And then digging into mental health, what we found of interest there is that this is one of the services where in-office care did not decrease with the onset of the pandemic. So both in-person and virtual mental health services increased dramatically in the first four months of 2020 and remained elevated throughout the entire first year of COVID-19. On average, there were 86 mental health visits per 1,000 persons, both in-person and online in the first four months of 2020. And since then, mental health utilization has remained elevated uh, from the onset of the pandemic even to now. Which really emphasizes that this has been a social and economic crisis just as much as it has been a physical health crisis. And to pivot to dermatology, prior to the pandemic, use of telehealth for dermatology was limited, even nationally. But one study showed that telemedicine services can be expanded quickly and successfully to patients with skin conditions, where three pilot sites were able to rapidly transition from in person to telehealth visits at the onset of the pandemic increasing their virtual practice by almost 200% in just two weeks. And in Missouri, we found sort of a similar pattern where again, dermatology was almost non-existent, uh, or dermatology telehealth utilization was almost non-existent before the pandemic. But once COVID-19 arrived in the state, dermatology telehealth visits increased by 200 times. Since then, The utilization has stabilized uh, a bit, but it's still stabilized at levels over 10 times pre-pandemic rates. And a companion study done by our colleagues at uh, SLU, the Department of Health and Clinical Outcomes Research, showed that 63% of patients with commercial insurance would choose a virtual appointment again after the pandemic.
0: And not surprising at all that we see those telehealth numbers rising so dramatically. And I, I think what we're all uh, really curious is, will those trends continue um, as we come off of the pandemic and kind of move into future months?
1: Agreed.
0: When we think about how our audience might be using this report, um, what suggestions do you have for employers and others lis- listeners in our community as they look at the data?
1: Sure. Well. So, we all know that the pandemic has dramatically influenced all of Missourians' lives. The current situation already has had a severe impact on the quote unquote norm, and it will continue to do so. Healthcare has arguably seen that the largest of the impact, and purchasers, providers, and payers of healthcare have all been grappling with adapting to this new norm. And so, as a Regional Health Improvement Collaborative, MHI saw its responsibility as providing an understanding of the trends in COVID-19. And it's because that understanding is what can serve as the building block for what drives our future responses. These trends will help illuminate the activities needed for preparation of the next incident spike or even the next pandemic. It's more important than ever that our community recognizes, understands, and ultimately interprets COVID-19 trends as early as possible to react appropriately to any upcoming change. So it's our hope at MHI that this chart book provides valuable insights and gives the broader community benchmarking opportunities within
0: our state. And as we all know, um, COVID-19 is not over yet, although we're certainly uh, looking optimistically to the future. But what does MHI have in store next for some of these analyses?
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you asked. Because we are indeed preparing a volume two, so to speak. Uh, We know that the pandemic has also reshaped the pharmaceutical industry. But in year one, we didn't have direct visibility into how those changes would manifest. And changes are still underway, particularly related to vaccination. So, part two will analyze vaccination and treatment measures. Uh, and we'll also be expanding our analyses to uh, further incorporate other preventive care measures to see if uptake of COVID vaccines was linked to influenza and other immunization utilization patterns. And of course, we'll also continue to trend the effects of COVID on routine care and all the measures from the year one report to see if there have been any other dips in incidence or utilization or if we've returned to care as usual. I'd also like to put in a plug to welcome feedback from the greater community related to what is important for them to see. You know, are there measures of interest that would uh, benefit or impact your work? Because MHI invites you to call upon us if you have additional informational needs. We're eager to explore those in addition to what we already have slated.
0: Well, Dr. Becker, I really want to thank you for your time today and also just thank uh, the Midwest Health Initiative overall for its continued commitment to advancing health knowledge and information sharing in our region. Uh, And as we do enter what we're now calling the next phase of the pandemic, we look forward to seeing those future insights to help inform our efforts. For those audience members who are looking to see the full chart book and uh, provide feedback on some of the COVID-19 data that we've discussed today, Uh, We invite you to do so by visiting www.midwesthealthinitiative.org. Thank you for listening to the Be Health Connected podcast. For additional episodes or to learn more about employer resources available through the St. Louis Area Business Health Coalition, please visit www.stlbhc.org dot org.